Radio. If I touch my shoulder, it would touch my hair. Starts now. And I said, what the hell is that? And more radio starts now. Welcome to another episode of Spirits and More Radio. This is going to be a really cool show, you guys, so I hope you stay to the very end because we're going to be doing some cool stuff. You don't want to miss out on the end. I promise. Uh, We've got Eric Van Leer with us. He did something tonight out in Hollywood, uh, something to do with vampires. Um, So we're going to hear about that. Uh, We're going to follow up a little bit. I watched the, the... sequel to The Shining, if you heard the last show with uh, Ace Jordan and I. So we're going to do that as well. So uh, we've got a lot of fun. And, and and the main thing we're doing is we're talking about a cool game called Psycho Killer that you guys can play this Halloween. It's good all year round, but we're going we're gonna to dig into it. We all played it. So anyway, you guys ready to do this? All right. Let's do another episode of Spirits and More Radio. Are you ready? Here we go. Turn down the lights, if you dare. Spirits and more radio. And this is it, you guys. The episode I've been waiting to do for quite some time. It's been in the making. Uh, Ace Jordan's with us. Are you there, Ace? I'm here. How are you? Good, good, man. And uh, Eric Van Leer, you were out on the town tonight. Tell us what was going was. on. What was going on, man? What was the event? Something to do with vampires. Oh, yeah, I went to uh, the Bourbon Room in Hollywood for the opening night of Hollywood and Vamp. That sounds cool, man. What was it? Well, my friend Steve Biodrowski, I'm looking at his website right now. This was a uh, press release he issued, actually, but it's pretty accurate. Uh, he runs Hollywood Gothic. I actually saw them. Uh, I actually saw it. Uh, him there and he says that it blends rock opera with a haunt experience with tongue-in-cheek vaudeville burlesque and that pretty much sums it up it's uh at the bourbon room and uh, i was upstairs in the press area and they have some uh, vampires milling around so it was so it was vampires there were vampires there there was a some sort of haunted house it sounds like in a show is that what it was no there wasn't a haunted house there was like uh female vampires you know they were wearing skimpy clothes and corsets with uh the whole goth look you know the black yeah. eyeliner and black lipstick and they stayed in character the whole time as, so uh, so what you're saying is Iris, huh? Eric, you're saying your your black eyeliner you fit right in is what you're trying to say, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't wearing any black eyeliner. Right, of course. Well, that sounds cool, man. That sounds like a really cool event. Uh I maybe I'll get out there and see that. Um Ace, you know, we just did a show. If you guys were listening to the last show we did, uh we kind of dived into uh Ace's background in filmmaking and his passion for scary movies. And, uh, you know, we were talking about, uh, the shining and he brought up the sequel. And so I had a chance to see that today and, uh, it was, it was good, man. I agree with you. It was a really good, um, sequel for what it was. Now, the only thing I have to say about in my opinion, Ace, and you can kind of tell me what you think is that in the first one, you know, there's a lot of mystery. We don't know what's going on exactly. And I think that was really good. And, and in this one, it's like the blankets pulled off completely on the shining phenomenon. And, uh, you know, we see it over and over and over again, play out throughout the whole movie. And so my only thing I can say, it was cool, but I liked in the first movie how a lot was left up to our interpretation. We didn't quite get everything going on. How did you feel about that? 
I mean, I think I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, there's probably a lot more to the shining, you know, phenomenon than what's even in Dr. Sleep. You know, if he was to write more books about these characters. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I just wanted to touch on that because we had done that. So if you guys missed that show, go back one and, uh, you can hear what we said. I, I thought it was a great show. A lot of good, uh, a lot of good stuff in there. Um, also just so people know we're, I'm seeing some activity. You guys are checking out the library, which I announced on the show before that, where we were with, uh, lady Adrienne, Adrienne, I don't want, don't want to mispronounce her name. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So if you heard that show, we talked about the library where everything that we do on this show, if we mention a book or something, in this case, we're talking about a game to, today, um, that is in the library. So if you want to go check that out, you can always go back and find that, even if it's been quite some time since this uh, episode was recorded. So speaking of, uh, we'll get right to it. Uh, we saw, you know, we're on social media all the time. And I saw, I was on Instagram and I saw this really cool game uh, that kept flying by on my feed. And I'm like, what's this thing about? And it, and it looks cool, man, because it's called Psycho Killer. And so I reached out to the company that put this together. And we're actually going to hear later in this uh, episode, we're going to have one of the designers on and, and he's going to tell us about how this game came to be and uh, some of the unique features of it in the gameplay. But uh, the company sent us out some games, so Ace and Eric and myself, we could play it. Uh, we had to make some time, and, and finally, it was difficult, but we got together, and we sat down at one table, and we got to play Psycho Killer. Uh, so I'll just describe what it is first. I think this is a cool game for anyone who's into horror. What's really, what I like about it is just, you know, first of all, let's just start with the packaging. It looks like a VHS cassette. Uh, with the directions on there, do not tape over. It's really cool. Um, and it's for two to six players. So you can do it with, you know, just yourself and a buddy or someone else up to six players. Now they say the gameplay is like 15 to 25 minutes. I think our games were running a little bit longer, but um, it was very easy to play. So we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, Ace, we were just talking about how you like playing v VHS uh, horror movies, man. So when you got this in the mail, what did you think? Well, I love the packaging. I thought it was really cool. I opened it up and it said Psycho Killer. And it, it kind of reminded me of a horror film. Just the concept of somebody sending you and say, hey, do you want to play this game? And, uh, you know, they send you a package in the mail. And then the first thing I, I did was ripped open the top and all I saw was Psycho Killer. <laughs> so I was like, that's a total setup for a horror film right there. Yeah. I never thought about that, but you're right. That's totally like you get yeah. this thing in the mail, you know, maybe it's even unannounced. You don't know what it is. And it says psycho killer. And it's like, what's this about? Right. That could be, yeah, man, it, was, it was just like could... a perfect movie moment where I kind of tore off the top and looked inside and I saw that the, the, the writing on the spine that said psycho killer. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Eric, what did you think, man? What was your first thought when you opened your box? The game looked very nice, but very evil. <laughs> looked very evil, huh? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess what we'll do, I think, you know, this is, I, I want to try and keep you guys engaged in this. I know we're talking about a card game and this is uh, a, a radio show podcast. So uh, I'm going to try and be as descriptive as possible so you guys can uh, follow us. But basically there's a, there's a, the game psycho killer. Okay. And then there are these expansion packs that you can add on, which really is like kind of, I would say like, you got to get used to the game first, you know? And my first impression of the game was that, uh, you know, in the beginning, those first few games you play, you're just trying to get, get an idea of wrap your mind around what you're supposed to be doing. But I found that as we played it more and more, and as I played it with different people that, uh, I started to get into the strategy, you know, you start to learn what the cards can do and, uh, just as a basic foundation. So you guys get it. So basically you've got a deck of cards and, you know, um, there are these there's five psycho killers in the game. Okay. So these are the cards that kind of like trigger something to happen that will mold the rest of the game. Okay. So when a psycho killer comes out, 
if anyone's holding a weapon card and they've got these cards like axes and chain, I think the chainsaw ace, that's the one you kept pawning off on me. That's like the worst <laughs> one in the deck. It's a, it's a five point card. Yeah, so, it does the most damage, I think. Yeah. And I actually learned how to bounce that thing off both you guys, which is really cool. So you've got these uh, weapon cards, okay? And each weapon card has a, a value assigned to it. The chainsaw was the worst, I think, at five. And then you've got ones and twos and and the psycho killer himself or herself uh, is a three. So basically, when the first psycho killer shows up, immediately it gets played. And everyone who has a weapon card has to put those cards out. And those cards, you tally up the points, and the higher your points are, the like the deader you are, right? Like the more damage has been done to you. And so you keep those in front of you for the whole game, and you just keep going through different cards, and you draw a card, and that ends your turn. So it's cool because you can play as many cards as you want when it's your turn. And then you, you know, there's certain cards that let you end the turn without grabbing a card. So that's where the strategy can come in. Um, but, uh, so basically the higher your points, the worse off you are. And ACE, I think we, we played a couple, we played a couple games together and I played some, some games with someone else, uh, or a couple other people. Um, but the thing is, is that, um, when you start to get a lot of injury points, as they call them, you don't want that next psycho killer to come out. If you have more red cards, you know? It started to be one of these things where we're like, oh no, is it going to come out? You know, I think the tension was building as the stack of cards we could draw from went down. It's like, damn, we know that last one's in there. Is it this next hand? You know, so uh, I don't know. What did you think, Eric? Now, uh, Eric, we all, so just so you guys know, I said there were some expansion packs. Um, each of us got a different expansion pack. So I'll just go first with mine. I received the Bloody Mary uh, expansion pack, which is very cleverly named psycho killer drinking game. So there are cards. This basically like transforms the base game of psycho killer into bloody Mary. So instead of the psycho killer cards coming out, bloody Mary cards come out and I'll get into what those different things are in a bit. But, uh, ACE, you got a different expansion pack. Why don't you tell everybody that was the, the zombie Z pack. Yeah, I got psycho killer Z. Yeah, and 15 we fifteen new fifteen new cards. This includes zombie weapons and infections, and it says you better start preparing for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and uh, you know what we so what we did was we mixed that in when the three of us played together. We mixed in. We didn't play Bloody Mary. We didn't have time for that one. Uh, Ace is thinking about doing that for his Halloween party, but uh, the zombie pack we did play. And Eric, you were the one who got infected the most do you remember that i was not very happy but ace got infected more i think did he <laughs> i know that you got infected and and basically the zombie so the zombie expansion pack uh was more of like uh it's an add-on so like if you could get 10 damage 10 injury points right like 10 different weapons are in front of you maybe a psycho killer or two uh, it's called when you get up way up there in those injury points, it's called left for dead and you can do some different things. And we didn't want to get too complicated when we first played. We just want to get the feel for the game. So, and I think some of the rules we sort of fudged on or, you know, we weren't quite clear. So we just sort of made our own, made our own way, but we were, um, inspired by the, the directions, which talk about if there is a, uh, tie, Okay, so if it talks about if there's a tie, and it tells you how to do that, but if your injury points are tied and tied and tied, the instructions are you each go at each other and try and kill each other or something like that. I'm trying to find it on here, but it's really funny. I would have, I would have won the game if we had played it right. You are now cursed. <laughs> yeah, so we did that. So we did do the zombie. We did one game without the zombie uh layer so to speak which is kind of like a game going on within a game but what was cool is that if you have an infected card with the zombie pack then you get there are other just like the injury weapons you've got like a bite or different things and i don't have it in front of me but uh ace you probably do maybe you could pull some of the cards and tell us what they are but basically we've got uh you know you could go from Maybe in the what north. What is that? It sounds like someone is in a haunted house. Yeah, that's not my haunted house. 
I think that's my chair. That's, yeah, I got the game here. Yeah. So, so basically, um, like say you could normally get maybe 15 injury points in front of you in a, in a, in a normal psycho killer game with the, um, zombie add on, you just like, it blows up and it's like, all of a sudden you've got like 20 points, 20 injury points. So, um, that was really cool. I like that. And I think that the, I think that it's, uh, you know, you want to get the feel for it and get your strategy going before you do these add-ons. So I think the add-on is like a way to sort of like, uh, boost, like, you know, inject the game with some more excitement once you've kind of like got the feel for the whole thing, you know? Um, Did you play with it. multiple expansion packs? Um, sure. I, I don't think so because each, each, well, I don't know what Eric said. Eric has the, what was it? Eric, yours is something injury, massive injury or something like that. <laughs> no, mine is V gratuitous violence. It says to shoot your friends. Well, it doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> Yeah, so so Eric had that one, you and we your friends. You go to jail. We didn't have a chance to do that one, but um, yeah, this I haven't even opened it. Yeah, you should open and look at the instructions, man. Since we're doing the show, <laughs> let me open these right now. Open them right now. I'm this gonna is... open these live for all the loyal listeners. There you go. So um, can, yeah, we played. It has so we, that plastic wrap that's so annoying? You need a scissor <laughs> or your teeth. The vampires tonight would be able to open this easily. Yeah. So, um, so we, so the cool thing is, is we did the zombie add-on, and I, I think that one blends in with the actual Psycho Killer base game. Um, I don't think that you would want to do Bloody Mary on top of that. I don't think you would. The stack of cards is going to get really big for that, but. Uh, I want to read some of the cool cards. Uh, Ace, maybe you can pull some cards up, but I've got some cool ones. This is this is the, the Bloody Mary add-on, okay? And this is what I think is really fun. Like, these are so creative. I was telling some friends about these, and we were just, like, besides ourselves on some of these cool things. So uh, one of the cards that can come out is called the Priest. And when the Priest card is out in front of you, if you play the Priest card, each time you make the sign of the cross... The last player to copy you must take a drink. And I thought that was funny. So you have to be paying attention for the priest. And if the priest makes a sign of the cross, you got to do it or you're going to drink. Uh, the vampire. Here's one cool. If you've got the vampire card in play, it says hide your fangs. Whenever a player sees your teeth, you must take a drink. So you got to sit there and remember to keep your mouth closed all the time. This one was, uh, this is funny too. These are all great. Uh, the reporter. So if you're playing the reporter card, Anytime you ask a player a question and they do not answer with no comment, they must take a drink. <laughs> so you got to remember no comment. Um, so there's some other ones here. Funny one, the ghost. If a player looks at you, they must take a drink. So you're playing the ghost card. You're not visible. So people aren't really supposed to look at you. And uh, there's some other cool ones here too. But one of the, my favorite thing, and I, I haven't played this one yet. I want to play this one really soon. And I'm glad I got this Bloody Mary one. But uh, there's an optional thing you can do. And I don't think it should be optional. I think you should always have to do this. So you put a jug in the middle of the table. And each time someone plays a Bloody Mary card, they add some of their drink to the jug. And whoever plays the fifth and final Bloody Mary card has to drink the contents of the jug. Which I think is like... <laughs> I think it. I think that's next level, man. I mean, that's that's. You don't, so, you, don't, you don't have to drink a Bloody Mary, though, do you? No, man. Well, if someone's if someone had a Bloody Mary in front of them, there's going to be some Bloody Mary in there, along with my sugar-free Red Bull and vodka, and then along with Eric's champagne and your beer, all mixed I, in, I, man. I, I hate Bloody Marys. <laughs> I, I, I recently went out with a girl, and that's all she drank was like Bloody Mary. <laughs> what if someone is drinking blood? That would be very evil. <laughs> yeah especially at night right, huh? so i opened my pack i feel like i got cheated compared to your pack so your packs are a lot more exciting okay well what do you got maybe you don't understand how it works man maybe maybe there's an element of strategy that you're not seeing tell us about okay, that got, deck what is what I are you seeing psycho creature it looks like uh the character from what is it jeepers creepers or creepers jeepers whatever 
you know, that, that scarecrow that comes to life every 20 years or something. Yeah. So that says pick up one weapon card from every injury pile. So that's probably not very good. Yeah. Weapon, and then I got a, yeah, that's a bad one. Creepy. Yeah. And then I got a, an orange card, creepy old local, it's some guy with a cane. And it says request a specific card from a player, but if they don't have it, they get to give you any card of their choosing. And then I got a green card. It looks like uh, a little kid running a marathon or something. It says save yourself. Make another player draw from the deck to end your turn. Hmm. So Eric Eric got a green card, so we can't deport his ass now. <laughs> <laughs> and then my... Uh, I don't have much damage. I have a crossbow, which is plus two, a couple of crossbow, crossbows, which are plus two. I got a flamethrower. These are cool graphics, but uh, flamethrower is plus three. Nothing like the chainsaw, but these are cool. And yeah. then I got a hunting rifle. That's only plus two. I don't understand that. I, I would think a shotgun uh, blast would do more harm than a flamethrower, but maybe not in a horror film. Really, man? I'm gonna pull yeah. my fra- flamethrower flame and show. I'm gonna show you. Range, that's about as bad as it gets. I'm gonna show you how <laughs> flamethrower really works. And then man. I got a hook, like a, like a, it's like a, you know the, the, the Captain Hook's hand, like a hook. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a hook, you know, like a fishing thing. Yeah, that's a popular Halloween what, costume. Yeah, it's, it's, it says, "I know what you'll do next summer." Oh, because don't uh, you scrape that along the window to scare the crap out of them before you kill them? You take that hook and you <laughs> so just like you and across like a chalkboard, you know. So I I don't think this pack came with as many cards as your two expansion packs. I'm not sure. You know what I think? So so and we're gonna hear obviously the guy who, who's the brainchild of this whole awesomeness. Uh, we're gonna hear where this all came from. So maybe he can tell us some things we don't know about that expansion pack. But uh, I would say yeah, it cool. it's not that many cards, but they're cool cards. I mean, based on, based on seeing my, my expansion pack and the Z pack and Eric, I'm sure your pack has some really cool stuff in it. Um, I would say that, I don't know what you guys think. Do you, I, I would want like all of them to be with the game. This expansion pack has like a hundred cards in it. No, no, I don't mine so. not that many. no, that only adds 15 cards because they can't oh, really. So I guess it's the same for everyone there. Yeah. They don't want to bloat, bloat it up too much. And mine actually has more cards. So it tells you to take cards out. So they're trying to wow. keep it at a certain, certain thing, but what's cool. So the, the base game looks like a VHS, a big video cassette. And I took a picture of it. You could see it on uh, my Instagram spooks and spirits. It fits right in with all my haunted books and all the other crazy stuff I've got there. It just fits perfectly. But the expansion packs look like little cassette decks, like yeah. a little tape recorder. So those are really cool. So this thing, uh, I would say that like right off the bat, first of all, it's just cool because of the packaging. And then the gameplay is cool. Like I was getting into it, man. At first I was kind of like, ah, I'm not getting it, you know, and it is, it is actually easy to learn, but until you, your adrenaline's pumping and you don't want certain cards to come out and how I figured out how I could like, whack eric and ace twice with the same set of cards like i was super happy when i figured that out i'm like all right this game is go we're going deep now <laughs> yeah like and you guys like were both said, you, you, you guys were shocked admitted. that i did that and we maybe i was breaking the rules the game correctly at first so when i lost <laughs> so i was uh eric was not very happy and you were now cursed right yeah no that was dude when i don't know that first game i mean it shifted all over the place i moved all my injury cards over to you guys and then obviously like little rivalry between you, Eric kept trying to get Ace and Ace kept trying to get Eric. But uh, Ace, what is your that was strategy? I was trying to use strategy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You were getting into it and, and that was real quick. So, you know, I've played some other complicated games like back in the day I was into Magic the Gathering. You know, my kids play Pokemon cards. And so it's like, those are, you know, those are complex but these what's really cool about this game is that they give you some blanks blank cards and you can actually design your own at first i wasn't sure you know i'm like thinking within the rules i'm a kind of a rule follower person and so i'm thinking oh can we do this or can we do that what are these blank cards for and i think the spirit of the game is is not to be so like hung up on the rules i mean the rules are there's some simple rules someone else is going to have to do that but 
The yeah. game reminds me of like a horror version of Uno. If anybody remembers the game Uno with draw four and reverse and all that, it's very similar except horror related. Yeah. Yeah. Ace, what was, uh, what was your, one of the things you were surprised about with this game as far as when we started to play it and you got into it? Mm. Well, it's pretty fun once, once you figure out the rules and, and how it works. Um, I don't have much experience with these type of games, so it was kind of a new experience to me. I mean, I remember Uno, but you know, I don't know the rules to that. Um, I thought it was kind of suspenseful in the sense, like you don't know when um, a card is going to get called, like a, the killer is going to get called, and how that's going to affect your score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Um I think that the first game you guys were just getting into it. I, I felt right at home on the first game that we all played because I played it before. And Ace, I know you said your roommates played so it you as well. It. No, I didn't cheat. I was telling you guys how to play. We played this thing at one o'clock in the morning till two or from midnight to two in the morning, which is a great time to play this game for the first time. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, I would say that, uh, what's really cool about this game is, is, uh, that's a little bit different gameplay. You know, normally you're like trying to get points and stuff like that. And in this case, the more points you get, the worse off you are. Um, it's like golf. Yeah. Well, what I was saying about, you know, I never finished my thought on the custom cards. So I kind of wrote back to our contact at the company. And I said, Hey, what are these for? You know, like initially I thought, wow, maybe I got like, uh, you know, some misprinted cards or something and I'm going to like save this thing. It'll be like a collectible. <laughs> But uh, it turns out that those are for you to do your own artwork, you know, illustrate something cool on there. And uh, I was sent a link onto the company website. So on the company website in the forum, uh, people get together and they share their ideas about cards they come up with. And they were really cool, man. I mean, it was like once once I saw that, I'm like, okay, you can go like buck wild with this thing, you know. And, uh, that's, uh, you know, this is the one I got has the drinking expansion, but I would say that, you know, it's just kind of that loose mindset of like, you know, psycho killer, right? Like you don't know what's coming, you know, so you can make a card that's like super insane and add it in there. And so we had some fun ideas with, with what we could do. Uh, Ace is going to illustrate that and we'll probably release that later, but, um, yeah, so uh, any other thoughts, guys, before we bring on uh, the designer of this game? No, not really. I had fun. It was a, a good, I mean, it's a good drinking game. I wish I wish we had brought the drinking game version because I definitely drank a lot while we were playing. <laughs> I've got it. I'll, I'm, <laughs> I'm coming back up there. I want to play it, too. I totally want a night where we can play this thing and we can all just, like, not have to drive home and stuff like that. So that would be really yeah, cool. I really, I, I really liked it. I was uh, having uh, a kind of a rough day, which I think you guys know why. Um, and, you know, for a few hours, I was just able to escape and not think about, you know, the, the, the events from earlier. So it was, yeah, it's, it's a good escape. Yeah. Eric, you seem to really jump into it, man. Like I haven't, you know, we haven't, known each other a long long time and you know i don't know how many different kind of like card games you've played in the past but i could really see you like digging it like once you understood it like once you guys started to get it you know it was like there was we were the energy was in the air we were like excited to pull the next card and you know i think that would just get even crazier the the more experience you have with the game i think the you know the further you can go with it and the more exciting it, it gets, you know, it just builds up and builds up. So, and without further ado, uh, you guys, let's get on the phone with the creator of this game, uh, Michael Wilkinson, and he's coming in from Australia. Michael, are you there? Yep. Yep. Right here with you. Excellent. Welcome to the show. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, we got the game. We wanted to thank you for getting the games out to us so we could play them and try them out. And, uh, you know, I think the first thing that strikes you when you when I saw this go by on Instagram, I think it was, is just the packaging, you know. Um, it's a VHS tape. It's called Psycho Killer. So I think that got our attention. And, and uh, do you get a lot of feedback on that? Yeah, so the box was actually, um, it was one of the last things we put together. We're actually just going to have a, 
a black box with a bit of blood splatter on it go with like the really minimalist design um but then we just kind of got to the point where we thought we wanted something more jazzy and we we threw the old retro vhs tape together and all the expansions are a um cassette or a or a walkman or something like something really retro um and by far and away it's the most positive feedback we get about the game i uh, would do get positive feedback about the game but everybody just really loves the box design so um the only issue we have with it though is is we get a lot of comments of people asking if they are need a vcr player to play the game <laughs> um so so it's a bit of a double-edged sword but yeah for the most part we're, we're pretty stoked with it um but it's yeah it, it just kind of is what it is it's part of the whole package now and it's yeah it's, yeah it's just kind of cool yeah well it's great for sure yeah i think it gives a real nice feel you know for uh, the whole mm. idea of like these all old horror movies and and that sort of thing um so before we get too far and i just have to ask you because we do this show and we all of us here ace eric and i uh you know we've been involved in uh, talking to people who have paranormal stories and stuff like that and so this game kind of fits right in with you know the stuff we love yeah. and like to do and so i just wanted to ask you have you ever had a paranormal experience in your life at any point um i i've wanted to i've i've wanted to desperately and i i think i have um but the the only contentious part about it is i was very drunk like i was right. i was absolutely wasted um but i think i think a few years back um do you want, like do i go into it Would yeah you like to go into it? yeah it's we a, want to know what happened it's a slightly long story so um there's not too much to do in canberra um so back a couple of years ago we used to oh actually going it'd be going back like at least seven years we used to just all get in cars and try find like the the haunted spots around town um and there's this one place called brickworks which is like this really old abandoned brickworking factory where they used to they have like tunnels all through it um where they used to like fire these old bricks um and so as i mentioned i was super drunk and we went into this little it's this real creepy it's got like a corrugated iron roof um and it goes essentially it's like got two stories there's like a little platform then you go down some stairs and then there's these tunnels that go all the way underneath it um and i was thinking to myself if this place is haunted like there's something here it's got to be in this room because it's so creepy um and then we heard this groan that came from we were on the second level and it came down from the top uh, the the first level heard this groan and then i was really drunk um this is a little bit embarrassing actually but i was a little <laughs> drunk and i was like if there's if there's anything down there like i'm gonna i'm gonna chuck a piss like <laughs> um and then so i started doing that and then just because uh, you know drunk early uh, still a teenager at that point um and then we just heard these footsteps on the roof um and like when i tell you the roof there was no way it could hold a whole human on it. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. um, it was so old, so dilapidated. Um, and then there was just these footsteps just walking really slowly, starting across the roof, coming like towards where I was. Um, and I turned around to like ask anybody if they'd heard that and everybody had already run off. And I was just standing there and then I also ran off and it was, it was utterly terrifying. Wow. Um, so, and like when when I say there's no way somebody could walk on this, like I don't even think an animal could have walked on the roof. It was that old, full of holes and stuff like that. But there was just definite like thudding footsteps wow. coming towards me after I obviously offended whatever was there. Yeah, with my drunk belligerence. So. <laughs> well, that yeah. wouldn't be the first time someone sort of thrown something out and gets a reaction back. You know, we've we've heard mm -hmm. of those sort of stories before. So yeah. Uh, Reminds me of one real quick. There was a guy, we do this, I do this sort of like paranormal tour and a guy was talking about uh, when they were teenagers, they would play at a friend's house and there was sort of this back family room where they would, all the teenage boys would get together. And uh, they always joked about this kid who lived there's grandfather, you know, watching in and, and doing stuff as a ghost there. And so it came up and one of the kids said, ah, oh, if you're, if your grandpa's a ghost here, then close that door. And then the door just slammed right right as he said it as soon as the words were off his lips 
So, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it happens. So, um, this game, I, I guess, tell us a little bit. Let's get a little bit of your background. Uh, have you been doing games a long time? Is this a new thing? Um, I think you, I think I read something about you um, started some escape rooms. Is that right? Yeah. So, that that's where it all kind of started. I, um, I, I graduated from university with a, a Bachelor of Creative Writing. Um, and had no job prospects, you know what I mean? Like that, like just absolutely nothing going for me. Um, not even that good at writing. Um, so I kind of just called a mate, uh, who I went to high school with, um, and just asked him if he wanted to start at the time they were kind of new, especially in Australia, um, starting an escape room company. Um, and then fast forward like nine or so months and we'd, uh, We'd put a couple of rooms together, um, one kind of based on the Salem Witch Trials that we've still got running um, called The House on the Hill, which I'm actually sitting at work right now looking at the security cameras that we used to um, used to monitor groups. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at all these rooms now. But, yeah, so, so it came from a kind of, like, creative background. Um, and then so I, I don't know what – made me want to get into it but we were kind of like we'd done all our room stuff we put a bar out the back we do this stuff and then i it kind of became a little bit obsolete um because i'm not the builder or anything like that i kind of like come up with the ideas so i had to come up with something and we started making a board game like a retro sci-fi board game um and we tested it a few times and it just absolutely didn't work but one of the songs that i would listen to to get like inspired for coming up with the rules of this game was Psycho Killer. Um, right. And then I was thinking to myself like, man, wouldn't just a game called Psycho Killer be super fun? So we came up with a name first and then the concept after that. Um, but I've always been super into like retro horror, um, slasher films, just the aesthetic, the old, uh, there's something like real sexy about it to me that, that I, I just, I like a lot. So then we put together some rules. Um, tested it a bunch, put a Kickstarter up, which somehow was successful. Um, during all this time, Canberra was in lockdown um, due to COVID, so the business was shut, so this kind of got our full attention for a little bit. Um, and, yeah, the, the Kickstarter got up and we kind of started it. But um, I don't, yeah, I don't come from a, I don't even play that many board games or card games, being honest. So I kind of right. a fraud when it comes to this stuff. But it, it just kind of, everything happened just real slowly. And it was kind of, it was good that we had the, like, the business, like the already established business to kind of support us in a new venture, um, which, you know, it, it was, it gave us a lot of spare time to, to work on something like wholeheartedly instead of having to, you know, like work a part-time job and get something together and stuff like that. It, it was definitely a full-time job, not like a, not a, not a part-time job after. I see. Work, so. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess real quick for the listeners, they've heard us at what our take on the game was, uh, earlier in the show, but maybe from the words of the creator, just give us a r- oh. quick rundown, what the game is kind of like what the object, the strategy is and things like that. Just real quick for the listeners. Um, being, being truthful with you, I haven't played Psycho Killer in a little while. Um, just just because when we were testing it, like I, I would have played it like two thousand times. Um, but it's so the the aim of the game is to survive um, five attacks from the Psycho Killer um, with the least amount of damage. So you, in most uh, like horror games and stuff like that, you're trying to like work together with your team um, with the other, you know people at the camp, I guess, or, or whatever your setting is. Um, but in Psycho Killer, you're, you're trying to outlast them. So you just want to make sure that they take more damage than you at the end of the game. Um, and whoever has the least damage wins the game. So um, that kind of comes about with weapon cards that are each worth a certain amount of points. Um, and if you draw a weapon card, stays in your hand. You have to try and unload it onto your, onto your friends or... Um, the other the other people playing the game, and whenever a psychic killer is drawn, that is when um, everybody holding a weapon card has to play it into a thing called their injury pile, um, and that is the total tally of your points. So basically, the game just 
like the cards are like literally designed to screw people over and um that's the kind of like main dynamic of the game is a little bit of backstabbing a little bit of survival um and yeah it's it's a pretty casual game it's not um you know it's not settles of katana or anything like that it's not the the be all to end all but it's just a really fun like without fail every time i play the game i end up properly properly laughing at something it's either someone else's misery or you gotta laugh at your own um but yeah, that's that's pretty much psychic killer. It's just a good little party game, right? Um, for you to yeah whack out and, and spend 15, 20 minutes on. Yeah, yeah, and it. Uh, I think that uh, so Eric and Ace and I all got together and played it. Uh, played a few rounds, um, and I think the cool thing or, or the the difference between this and some other things is this idea of like you know the higher your points are you know, the worse off you are sort of thing. And also the other thing about it is when reading through the instructions, we kind of got the feeling that, you know, this isn't to be too, you know, too uptight about, right. That's kind of a loose, loose game. Like, you know, to have fun with, like, as you said, like yeah. kind of backstab and stuff like that. Who was the, um, who was the, ins- what was the inspiration to, as far as this technical, the background gameplay, was that something you guys sort of did, in a round round table, creative round tables, trying to figure out what you're going to do, or, or how did that come about? Yeah, so um, there's a few games. Probably the most similar game to um, Psycho Killer uh, would obviously be Exploding Kittens. I don't know if you guys have ever played Exploding Kittens, but it's um, it's got the pretty similar like draw from the deck and, and hope you don't draw something bad. Um, there there are a few other games that that we've really enjoyed. Um, that have that element, but probably the most common one would be Exploding Kittens. But my problem with Exploding Kittens was always that you can get eliminated. Um, and I've never really liked games where somebody can get eliminated. So we kind of tried to draw in these elements that would, you know, you can take damage and do have negative things happen to you in the game without it being the end of the game for you. Um, and then, And then, so it was mainly just me kind of like watching horror movies to come up with like the individual cards and stuff like that. It was kind of like watching horror movies and trying to like find those tropes that would translate kind of roughly to, uh, to what the card would do, the, what the, um, the, the power of the card would be, I guess, or the, the rule on the cards. So half the cards, I guess, are kind of like rules that we came up with would work really well with the game, but then we found a horror movie trope to add in. Um, but a surprising amount of the cards ended up being um, horror movie tropes would be like, how could we turn this into a, a cool card or like a cool rule in the game? Um, but a, as you said before, it's, it's, a, very, it's a very casual game. Um, lots of people, we've seen so many people um, have their own interpretations of certain rules and how certain things work together. Um, we've also added in blank cards for people to add into the game. And um, we've had some pretty pretty cool rules come into it as well that people have like just you know come up with themselves that have their own cool horror movie tropes and stuff like that. So right, um, yeah, that's that's basically how it kind of came about. So were there any really like was it were there any good cards that you had to do? You have a lot of ex, a lot of good cards and you had to slim it down and cut some good stuff or any hard choices? Yeah. Well, yeah, there, there were a few hard choices. Um, definitely, definitely a few hard choices, but looking back, the game is definitely, um, a lot better without them. Like, um, they're even, even just down to like, we got rid of the cards that allowed you to like shuffle the deck. Um, just because if you shuffle the deck, it kind of makes the game go a little bit longer and we're trying to have it be like, stay to that max 25 minute mark. Um, the other thing is, is we've got a lot of expansions. Like I've, we've got like two expansions out plus a drinking game. Um, we've designed another two expansions. So all these cards that kind of, and all these little rules that kind of went by the wayside for the initial game, um, are going to get their own kind of life in, in an expansion at some point. But I plan on just releasing, like we all plan on just releasing expansion after expansion until we run out of ideas or people don't buy them anymore. Right, uh, yeah. And we we had a chance with you guys sent us out the three, the Bloody Mary and then yeah. the the Z which is the zombie and then the other one which was I think 
aggressive uh, killing or something. <laughs> gratuitous violence. <laughs> gratuitous yeah. violence, yeah. So we didn't get to play with gratuitous violence, but I thought it was interesting how the expansion packs sort of work in different ways. So the it, mm. it changes the game. You know, it's like if... Uh, you know, you've got the base game and you've played it a lot and you're having lots of fun with it. And, you know, you know, we've played that a lot just by throwing one of these expansion packs on all of a sudden it kind of takes on a new life, you know, mm. and, and you can continue to enjoy it. Um, the drinking game, uh, we really like some of the ideas in there. Super clever. Lots of cool stuff. Uh, that we went over earlier in the show, but, um, yeah, the expansions are definitely, you know, I think a really cool touch to it all. What about the artwork? Did you guys farm that out to an illustrator or you guys got some talent in house there? Um, yeah, we kind of, we did a bit of both. We, um, the kind of like composition of it all, um, was, was me. Um, but I, I can't illustrate at all. So, so we got some things illustrated. Um, we, got some like where things would suffice we just got some stock images stuff like that um like the more simple stuff but the the um the more complex stuff yeah we 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 did get an illustrator for i see um, and we we want to work with an illustrator for future expansions as well to kind of like jazz it up a little bit um everything's it's a bit minimalist because we kind of like that vibe but also because we couldn't go too far out on a limb and get some really cool stuff made up. Um, personally, I, I don't know, you guys would probably love it if you're into horror, but there's there's this guy who doesn't know I exist, but I know he exists. His name's Stephen Rhodes and he lives in Brisbane and he does these great, almost like satirical horror artwork. Okay. Um, so I'm going to hit him up at some point. If he listens to your podcast, Stephen, mate, hit us up. Um, we'll make a game together. But um, yeah, we definitely have our eyes on some really cool illustrators to kind of evolve the game a little bit more and get the get each expansion looking quite unique yeah in in its kind of own regard um from here on out so yeah yeah yeah, definitely what is the um i mean it sounds pretty it sounds kind of crazy you know that you guys have never done a game before and then you decided you're going to make a game and then you you had to go at it and it was successful, right? What is the, what was the biggest surprise or challenge? I mean, if there's someone else out there who, you know, has passion for this kind of a thing and has dreamed about making their own game, like what are some of the roadblocks you guys ran into? Yeah, it's, um, it's a, it's a tough one. A, a lot of the stuff with Psycho Killer kind of really just, just worked and it felt like, um, there were, there were definitely challenges, but everything kind of, came together really well, I guess, because we had the support of our own business and I was working full-time on it. Um, we didn't consider doing a Kickstarter um, until the, there's another escape room in Canberra. Um, they're like our main competition, but we're pretty good friends with them. We were playing the game with them and they suggested that we do a Kickstarter. Um, and this pro- game probably wouldn't exist if we didn't do the Kickstarter because it's kind of, that's just, you know, how we got the money, that's how we kind of knew the idea had legs um, so we could really throw everything behind it. Right. So for people trying out the, the game, um, putting yourself out there kind of with those, with those crowdfunding um, platforms, definitely, like, it's so nerve-wracking, you know what I mean? Like yeah. It was so terrifying putting your game out there, but you eventually have to do it anyways. Um but yeah, Psycho Killer is really easy. We're actually we're working on a new game at the moment that is being very difficult. So um, <laughs> if we if we talk again after this next game comes out, then I'll I'll definitely have some more advice right. on how to deal with the challenges because at the moment I'm pulling my hair out trying ah. to find out why this game doesn't work. So I see. Um, how, how long has Psycho Killer been out on the market, available for purchase? Uh, December December 2020 came out, so less than a year. Okay. Um, yeah, so it hasn't really been too too long yet. Um, we're looking forward to like a full Halloween and, and Christmas, Thanksgiving kind of season coming up. Right. Um, but yeah, it's pretty pretty early days yet. Yeah, and is it? Uh, did you see the sales sort of like just take off right out of the gate, or has it been kind of a slow, steady build over the year? Yeah, it's been. It's definitely been a slow build. At the start, we were only selling it in Australia. Um, which we, we were definitely getting some pretty good sales, but when we eventually got it to the US, um, 
and started shipping it there. Like that's where it just went went crazy. Like so many, so like the vast majority of our sales are in the US. Um, so that that's where it really kind of kicked off. And then it's kind of it's had some really big spikes in sales. We did um, at the end of August, we did like just a wild amount of sales um, on the back of um, some, some good TikTok influencers kind of getting us out there, getting our name out there. So right. um, we definitely have spikes and stuff like that with it. So we just, but each time we have a, a high, it kind of goes back to its own, like a, a new kind of like higher standard and then it goes up again and then comes back. So right. we're slowly, gradually getting, getting our names out there um, and getting in stores. That's our big one. Um, the, the getting distributors and retailers selling our game that that'll kind of once once we get that happening very consistently that'll that'll be what it feels like yeah so, legit, you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure um ace do you have any uh any input on the on our gameplay and and how it was for us you some of your favorite moments mm. It was late for Ace. I like, I like, I like how you, uh, get, I like how you get to choose sometimes uh, who you want to damage, or you like take instead of like going out to everybody, you can like pick somebody in particular that you don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely it's it's a great feeling if you like you know kind of attack somebody. It's also a great feeling if if there's two kind of um two people going at it and you're the third just kind of um yeah that's how um, it was i was that third person while eric and ace yeah, went at each and, other and you just feel safe you, you, <laughs> yeah, feel, you feel great about it um it's yeah it's, it's a real it's a real good feeling sorry i just getting yeah it's uh messages. um but yeah yeah that's that's kind of one of the one of the intentions of the game is to have you be able to target people um and have you be able to get a lot of you know get a lot of your anger out i guess yeah if you've got something against somebody so we've got uh at the end of this week halloween's coming up and ace is having a big halloween party and uh bloody mary at expansion is going to make an appearance i think that's uh yeah we were all excited about that uh who was it whose idea was it uh we talked about this whose idea was it in that expansion to put the jug in the middle of the table and and pour into it <laughs> <laughs> so um uh you I, I don't know if i don't know if you guys have it in in the state um we have a game called kings you guys might call it like Ring of Fire or, or something like that. Hmm, um, not familiar. Not familiar. So basically, um, it's the quintessential Australian drinking game. Um, so basically, you get a deck of cards, you put them around a circle, um, in a circle, and then you put a jug in the middle of the table. Um, and every time you draw a king, so basically each card has a rule. Every time you draw a king, um, you have to pour a little bit of your drink into the, into the, the king's cup, we call it. Ah. Um, and then when the fourth king is drawn, that that person has to skull the jug. So we kind of, that's why we have it, it in the rules as optional because, yeah. because it's, um, it's a pretty, pretty wild rule. I've been on the receiving end of the King's cup a few times. Um, <laughs> and that is the reason why I made it optional because it's, it's, it's yeah. pretty bad sometimes, but, um, yeah, it's just kind of a, a lot of bloody Mary. We kind of took from like our own, because every different friendship group you play Kings with, has their own rules for each of the cards. Oh. So we kind of like sourced around our friends um, and asked them, you know, what, what the best kind of drinking game rules they've, they've played. And then we added them in. So that was one of them that, that kind of got a pass. Didn't really, cause it's, as I said, an optional rule for anybody out there. It's an optional rule. Don't worry about it. Yeah. 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 It was cool. Uh, we like that idea. We haven't, we haven't done that yet, but uh, we're going to soon. Um, yeah. Eric, uh, one thing I noticed, so, um, uh, when we were playing, you know, when I first play, I think any game that you first play, you, you have to have some time with it to really grasp it, you know? And, um, I think once we started to, 
learn get the strategy of it and see oh you know we were like there was tension building we knew there was one more <laughs> psycho killer coming and things were heating up for sure i mean you know we we're like where our cards were what we were trying to do in a short amount of time i'm like there's only like 10 cards left you know and we knew the psycho killer was in there so uh it was exciting eric i saw i remember eric you were lighting up once you kind of got it you know what what was your your whole take and and do you have any questions for michael yeah it was a uh fun game um like i've said before it kind of uh reminded me like of a horror version of uh the game uno in some ways <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's a game you can really get into and I've I've been uh, I've been on set for the last ten hours today, you know, and the director at times was putting me on the spot. So I'm going to pass the ball. <laughs> when you started this game, was it more for profit or more to make a fun game? Definitely, definitely more to make uh, a fun game. That doesn't okay. sound super convincing, but we. So the the game we're trying the board game we're trying to make before it um, was that was definitely just less of a like we could sell this more just like a let's make a cool game and sell it mm -hmm. out of our escape rooms. So then when Psycho Killer kind of came oh, along, it felt like it was definitely definitely more marketable. Um, so mm -hmm. we kind of thought both like man we could we could sell this like people would actually buy this game, um, but definitely came about more of like as I said I. You really want to be obsolete in the business, right. so I started making card games. So it was more just like a little project for me to work on. But um, yeah, it's definitely more rewarding seeing people enjoy the game than like getting money off it. Both are good, right. but like the kind of reviews of people saying like, "Oh, this is my favorite game" and stuff like that. Like that is by far the most rewarding part of this whole thing. Great answer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Well, um, good though. We're, we're like I I'll always do this money. We just we just came out of two months of lockdown and the business yeah. closed. So sales are also good. Yeah, <laughs> and we've got a little bit of static happening. I don't know if you can hear us well, Michael, but uh, you've kind of gone a little robotic on us, uh, which oh, is to sorry, be expected. Sorry. You know, with uh, the Born kind of distance Australia, between yeah. Australia and uh, California. But um, so I just wanted, now you guys are, uh, I wanted to tell the listeners where they can get a hold of the game um, directly on your website, Escape Tabletop Games. Is it escapetabletopgames.com is where you can get that. And uh, Michael and his team are offering a promo code for you guys. Uh, so you get a little bit of money off of everything you buy on the site, which is you know the the base game and the expansions and and they you know adding things on there all the time so uh, if you use spirits 15 that's going to get you 15 percent off and that is at uh, escape escape tabletopgames.com uh, it's also available on amazon but uh you you won't get the discount code if you go that route um so michael are you still there yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, good. Still and now you're much better. Okay, that's good. Sweet. Okay. Sweet. So, um, yeah, well, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. This thing is so cool. I mean, you know, for everyone who's into horror movies, it's it makes even, you know, it just looks cool up on the, you know, up on the on your countertop and and it's a good conversation starter and of course, if you have friends over, you're going to want to open it up and show them what it's all about. So, uh, get the game and you're going to have a lot of fun, and it's really cool to look at as well. I know Ace and I, Ace is into uh, VHS, as we talked about, the watching horror movies on VHS, and so this sort of resonates, you know, everyone who's sort of in our age group and knows what a VHS tape is, you know, is... Uh, I think we're actually, uh, for the Halloween party, aren't we watching uh, Child's Play 2 on VHS? Mm. Um. It, it will be at the party, but it'll be the early film. I have a couple other films that we'll probably watch later. Yeah. Because people are becoming, you know, periodically throughout the night. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So every, everyone who's into horror movies and that sort of thing, this is a really cool, 
little niche game for you to check out. Let's check out Psycho Killer. And again, Michael, thanks for being on the show and uh, letting no us play this thing. We love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll let you guys know real quickly that um, so the next expansion we're doing is uh, is Demons. So oh. I'm doing like Exorcist, stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, those Poltergeist, stuff like that. So that's, um, we'll, we'll hit you guys up with some, um, some testing versions and you guys can give us your first-hand insights into it. Yeah, for sure. Demons is really cool. That's that's right yeah. up Eric's alley. He's yeah, that's right up my alley. That's actually I'm filming a show right now about demons. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a pig right. demon in his living room. So <laughs> anyway, we're a fun bunch. <laughs> All right, you guys. All right. Well, thanks so much. And uh, that is the end of this show. And we hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, Halloween's coming up. We're going to get try to get one more show out before Halloween. Hopefully we do. We're going to talk about all the murders that have taken place on actually Halloween. So uh, we're working on that right now. And we will catch you guys next time. This is John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to Spirits and More Radio. <laughs>